0: Welcome to Woffle's Press
1: Box Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in the professional world of sports. Enjoy our exclusive interviews with athletes, coaches, insiders, and fans.
0: And now, here's your host, Gary Woffle. It's already been a hectic offseason for the Green Bay Packers, and in the next few weeks, it's going to be even more hectic. Hi, I'm Gary Woffle, and thanks for joining Rob Reichel and I for another Packers Podcast one that will focus heavily on free agency and uh, show just how important it is for the Green Bay Packers. Hello, Rob.
1: Good morning, my friend. How are you doing?
0: I am doing well. Spring is just around the corner by our standards.
1: (laughs) Spring is here. There are two or three golf courses in the state that are open now, Gary. So I I call it spring. I'm gonna run the gas out of the snowblower. It's, It's here.
0: Well, as long as my local mini course is open, I'm good to go.
1: There you go. Right.
0: <laughs> so, uh, hey, we, we uh, have plenty to cover today. And uh, let's get started by addressing the Packers' salary cap situation. The NFL made it official earlier on Wednesday that the cap will be $182.5 million. And uh, that's a number we pretty much expected, somewhere in that ballpark. And uh, now that the uh, Packers have already made a few moves, getting rid of Christian Kirksey and Rick Wagner, where do uh, the Packers stand on the uh, cap front, Rob?
1: Yeah, Gary, uh, they also had Devin Funches, the wide receiver who opted out mm-hmm. last season, take about a $750,000 pay cut to come back and try to make this team in 2021. So the way it sits, Gary, at that 182.5, the Packers are about 8.3, 8.4 million over. Uh, right now. There's only six teams in the league that are in worse salary cap shape than green Bay. As we tape this today, Gary,
0: you know, if you're and, a backer fan, you're hoping it's Seattle, the chiefs, the Buccaneers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> well, I'll tell you who it is. And it, and it is three teams that you, you would certainly expect to be in the final eight or 12 next year. And the chiefs are one of those, Gary, the saints are one of them. They're they're 30 over. And the wow. Rams are 32 over, and then it's then it's mm-hmm. actually the Bears, which bodes well for Green Bay, the Eagles and the Falcons um, that are all in worse shape right now than than Green Bay. But it's kind of split right down the middle in terms of how the league's going to play out, Gary. There, there's about 18 teams that have some cap space, and then there's about another 14 that are going to be over the cap. Is as we go ahead and do this, and 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 get rolling into free agency, so it's going to be tricky, Gary, for Green Bay to first of all bring back their own guys. I don't think that's going to happen. But then work, find a way to get you know eight million off the books by the time we get to the seventeenth, which is when the new league year starts, and then leave themselves any room to go out and sign somebody. Far and away, Gary, the the most likely suspects still remain. Preston Smith and Dean Lowry um, to be whacked here before we get to the new league year. As You and I are doing this. We're about seven days away from when the, the new league year begins. Um, they, they could pick up 8 million on Preston Smith. They could, you know, they, they could pick up um, about four with Dean Lowry. So right away that takes you to the number you need to be at. If, if you get rid of those two guys, Gary, they could also go to a couple different players, and I assume this is the path they're going to take first and ask for some restructuring. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, as you look ahead to next year's cap, Aaron Rodgers counts 20.2% against the cap. He's eating up one-fifth of their cap dollars, Gary. He's at about $37.6 million. Darius Smith is $21.5 million against the cap next year. That's 11.6% of, of what the cap is going to be. Gary Green Bay's top five players on the roster next year count 55% against (laughs) the cap and their top 10 are going to count about 75% against the cap. And and that's that's all you need is
0: 10 players, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, now they've, now they've got to find a way to fit 41 other guys because you count your top 51 salaries to fit 41 other guys um, into that 25% that that's pretty tricky. It's not uncommon, Gary. There, there are a lot of teams across the league that have to take this path when the quarterback starts to make the better part of $40 million, which is where Green Bay is next year with Rodgers. But um, probably two paths at this point for Brian Gutekunst, Gary, and that's to restructure guys like Rodgers or, or Zadarius Smith. Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari already did him a solid and, and redid his deal, and, and he came down to $11 million against the cap next year. Um, he could have been much higher you know, maybe they go to an Adrian Amos and ask for, for something similar. Maybe they go to a Billy Turner who's seventh on the team. Maybe they go to a Mason Crosby, Gary. He's 10th on the team at four and a half million. It, it's it, tough it, to go to some of these guys, Gary. I mean, Crosby didn't miss a kick last year, Ready right? to miss a field goal. Um, Billy Turner was outstanding. It's tough to go to him and tell him, you know, take a little less. Um, now he'll make it up later on in the deal, but take a little less in 2021. Um but, it, I mean, it's going to be tricky for Gutekunst. He's going to have to redo a couple of contracts, Gary, or they're just going to have to flat out get rid of a couple of guys like Preston Smith or, like we talked about, Dean Lowry, to, to get down to that number and then to have any chance to go and be a player in free agency uh, when, when the free agency period starts on, on March 17th.
0: All right, uh, Rob, let's examine the uh, biggest fish in the Packers free agent pond. And that's Aaron Jones. Uh, personally, I, you know, I believe the Packers should make him their number one priority. Uh, I'm having some doubts about that at that time, but um, you know, now that they pretty much said, Aaron, uh, go check out uh, free agency, I, I just can't imagine any scenario he comes back. Uh, there, there's going to be at least, I would think, five to six teams that will make a legitimate big time offer for him. And then you compound that with the fact that he has Drew Rosenhaus as his agent. I, I don't like the looks of this.
1: No, it, it doesn't look good at all gear. I mean, I'd put the percentages at 10% or less, um, you know, yeah. that, that he's back at, you know, back in, in a Packer uniform next year. And um, you know, we can get into all that, how it's going to affect them on the field here down the road. The, the bottom line is, is he's one of their best five or six players and, you know, without a doubt. You don't, you don't catch Tampa Bay by letting one of your five or six best players walk out of the building, right? You you don't stay ahead of teams like Seattle and and the Rams and the Saints and and the, and the Bears and the Redskins and and people like that by letting your best running back since Amon Green 15, 17, 18 years ago get out of town. But but that's where they are, I think, with, with Aaron Jones right now, Gary. Um, you know there are a number of different websites that kind of project what a player is going to get. Spot track is is one of my favorites over the cap is another one. And and looking at the guys who are in his, his range and in his talent level and caliber across the league, the Dalvin cooks, the, the Derek Henry's, the Alvin Kamara's. Now I think he's maybe just a notch below those guys, but when you look at the deals they signed here over the last year or so, and then look at Aaron Jones, Gary, the, most people are projecting him to make in the, in the $14 million a year range. The, the average contract I'm seeing for him is kind of being played out at about four years and $58 million, which, you know, he deserves every penny of Gary, if he goes ahead and he gets that. I mean, the last two seasons under Matt LaFleur, he has more than 3000 total yards. He has 30 touchdowns, 30 touchdowns. I mean, think about that, Gary, um, you know, finding a way to the end zone that many times this is the most dynamic explosive runner in green bay like we said in in two decades and you take him and Amon green and you know, gary they, they might be the best two running backs this team has had in 40 years plus sure. right i mean sure. probably it probably taking you back to you know the, the the jimmy taylor era and stuff like that aaron jones is just that good and i know they feel really really good moving forward with dylan and they probably think they can use a second or a third round draft pick on on Dylan's replacement. But Gary, I'll tell you what, moving forward over the next couple of years, if you pair Jones and Dylan together, that's going to be an absolutely dynamic backfield. Now you're putting all your eggs in the basket of a second year guy, and clearly they like him. They used a second round pick last year on you know, on on Dylan, and you, you flash it back four years, they used a fifth round pick on Jones. So they clearly had a higher, you know, a, a, a higher grade on dylan than they did jones and and they're probably going to give him the ball 300 plus times next year if jones walks out of town and you're right gary at this point it certainly looks like he's gonna walk because it, it it's a really bad setup in terms of you're letting the number one running back on the market hit free agency and his agent like you said is drew rosenhouse um, I think that's a lose-lose from a Packer perspective. Yes, it is. You've got, <laughs> I'm just looking here, Gary. You've got 11 teams in excess of $30 million of cap room to play with, and three or four of those teams certainly need a running back. The number one team I've had circled all, you know, dating back to last September are the Miami Dolphins. They have over $33 million. They would like to make a splash. They need a compliment to Tua or whoever there's, whoever's going to play quarterback there next year, they feel like they should have made the playoffs last year. They're kind of a team on the rise with a lot of cap room to go ahead and spend. And it wouldn't shock me at all. If, if a week from now Aaron Jones is a Miami dolphin.
0: Yeah. I, I tend to agree with, with you on all your points. You know, uh, this morning, Rob, I was watching this uh, national television show and they were uh, debating the merits of uh, Aaron Jones and green Bay. And, one of them was, was, was really upset and all of them couldn't believe that the Packers didn't tag him, which, which is what around 8 million, right? Somewhere in that ballpark. Correct. Okay. Well, here's my rebuttal. I don't think uh, Rosenhaus would have let them tag them. I think they would have had one big uh, issue if they did, because they know he's more than, you know, worth more than $8 million. So I'm, I'm not shocked at that. You know, by that development at all, because Rosenhaus went through you know major, major stink with that.
1: Well, you know, it, it is the one element where the team still has power and control. You know, for a longer period of time over a player, right, Gary? And and Rosenhaus can yell and scream as much as he as he wants. That's just you know the franchise tag, the transition tag. Those are just. Those are things that the owners have been able to hold on to in these negotiations. Yeah, no, no, the I, years.
0: I, I, I totally agree with you, Rob. And, right. kidding, and where
1: I was going with that Gary is no matter how mad Rosenhaus and Jones might've been. And I agree with you, they would have been livid. Aaron Jones at 26 years old in the prime of his life and the prime of his NFL career is not going to hold out. And he's not going to miss paychecks. He might've sat out training camp, Gary, Um, if, if that's the case, I I don't know, I'm speculating there obviously, but once it comes down to getting a paycheck every single Sunday, $8 million is, you know, over 16 weeks, Gary is still $500,000 a week, which is more money than this kid has ever seen. Let's remember he was a fifth round draft pick, right? He, Mm -hmm. he still hasn't made his, his King's ransom and his fortune in the NFL that's coming right now in this contract and over the next four or five years, if he can stay healthy, um, For Aaron Jones to sit out next year, or you know, even to miss four, five, six paychecks, Gary, I don't think that was going to happen. Rosenhaus gone nuts. You're totally right, but but Aaron Jones would have still been on the field, and 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 that's why I say from you know I've said this from the start, Gary. If you couldn't get a deal done with him, you know, by yesterday or you know by Tuesday the ninth, which was the which was the 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 deadline on on the tag, they they absolutely needed to take him because now Jones has all the leverage. And I fully expect him to walk out of town.
0: Yeah, no, no, I agree with that part of it. I, again, though, I have seen too many athletes when they didn't get their way, they carried a grudge. And I'm not saying Aaron Roger or Aaron Roger, Aaron Jones is that type of guy because by all accounts, he, he's a great guy. But again, it goes back to his agent. And Rosenhaus knows he, he's definitely more than, an eight million dollar guy. I, I just think you would have had, had issues if, if that would have developed. And um, the other thing I, I was going to say about this situation is because there's such an emphasis today on, on passing, the the running backs you know have been kind of thrown to the to the back. No pun intended. But uh, you know, you, you look at these guys. McCaffrey makes sixteen million. Kamara fifteen million cook makes 12 derrick henry 12 million that, that's crazy but uh you, you take these guys off those teams and how good are they i, I think running backs are right now underpaid i mean you, you took Kamara off off in of new orleans i'll tell you what I, I think they're a very very mediocre offense same with delvin cook in uh, minnesota so I, i'm waiting for that first running back to you know take that uh money level uh, to another level
1: they're completely undervalued in today's nfl gary i'm with you 100 you hit the two guys that i was going to go to the saints are a mediocre offense without kamara everything they did last year was centered and structured around him you know especially because thomas didn't play the overwhelming majority of the season you know and then and then everything minnesota does is predicated on play action pass with cook and you know, you remember he's, he missed a couple of games last year and they just, they weren't close yeah, to the same offense. Exactly. Close to the same team. Um, and I like their wideouts and tight ends and things like that, you know, but, but Kirk cousins was kind of exposed for who he is mm-hmm. when cook left the lineup last year and you didn't have seven or eight in the box all the time. And uh, you had more playing pass than, than run. And, and Gary, I think what has GMs frightened is you, you give a guy like, Jones let's just say a huge contract and and they look around and they say look it didn't work for Dallas with Zeke right it didn't it didn't work with the late with Le'Veon Bell um, and now you've, you've thrown all that money at running backs and other teams around the league Gary have shown you can let some of these guys leave and you can find a guy in round four of the draft you can find a guy in the you know middle rounds of, of the draft to come in and 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 maybe you're not quite as good but take Jacksonville, for example, who just, you know, sent Leonard for net packing last year, mm-hmm. right? Gary. And, 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 and they, they pick up an undrafted free agent. And I, you know, I think that kid ended up third or fourth in the league and rushing when it, when it was all said and done, there's, there's guys like that now, almost, almost every year, you, you don't necessarily, you know, need to invest a, a top 10 or a 15 pick on a, on a Tory Gurley of the world. And, you know, three, four years later, you're regretting that contract. I, I still go back though with Jones Geary and I say, you know, it, he's a different animal. He, he's a different breed. He, he, Mike McCarthy almost never used him or certainly didn't use him to the level. He should have used him his first two years when he, when he was a Packer, his touches were limited. He's only 26. He's been healthy Gary, the last two years. He's as good of a human being as he is a football player. He's fantastic inside that locker room. If there's ever a guy you're going to pay at that position to me, it, it was Aaron Jones. He just, he changes how they play football. You he, he's so explosive, Gary, you know, once a game, he's probably busting something pretty, you know, pretty large. You don't know when it's going to be, but it's, but it's coming. He yeah. gives them an element that they didn't have for years with Ryan Grant and, you know, and Eddie Lacey and the, some of these plotters, he's, he's just a different animal. I would have done everything if, if I was green Bay to keep him in house. I think they're going a different direction, Gary. I think they're going you know, with Dylan, they used the second round pick on him. I think they're going to see what they have there, but I'll tell you what, that's a risky recipe (laughs) when you're trying to win an NFC championship and you're trying to catch a team as good as Tampa Bay.
0: Okay. So with McCaffrey being the gold standard at 16 million and Camaro 15 cook and Henry getting 12 Camaro 15, I would give him Probably 11 million if we're gonna go based on this, okay? Which I wouldn't. If I was Drew Rosenhaus, I would say, hey, those are yesterday's figures. You're devaluing the running back See what you can do. But anyways, let let's go on that basis of of those four running backs. I would give him 11 million. How about you?
1: I'd go to at least 13 if you know if if you had the money. And and I'm telling you, it's only gonna take one team out there, Gary. Yep. You know, whether that's you know, again, whether that's the Texans or somebody like that who who desperately need a running back, right? Whether that's Miami, like we touched on earlier, you know, all these teams, Gary, with 30, 40, 50, 60 million dollars of of salary cap room. I mean, the New England Patriots have 70. Now, I think I expect them to load up on wide receiver and tight end, but they could throw Aaron Jones 14 million a year. That, I think that would be
0: a get, great pickup. Great pickup. I up.
1: think he's going to get 13, 14 when it's all. When it's all said and done, Gary, and, and I think he deserves it. I mean, I, I would argue he was Green Bay's second-best receiver last year um, in addition to the running uh, numbers that he put up. Gary, we're talking about a guy who's 5.2 yards a carry since he came into the league. Mm-hmm. Um, that You you just don't see that very often. I, I think I read a stat, Gary, that he and Jim Brown are the only two guys – you know, after this many carries it's 600 carries or whatever it is that he's had inside his career. Um, Him and Jim Brown and Jones are the only two guys over five yards a carry at that juncture of their wow. career. I mean, five that yards a pop fan, is, is Rob. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is remarkable, Gary. There's, there's a lot of guys, obviously in that, you know, three and a half to four and a half range, but you don't see guys getting up there in that range of five plus real often. And, and I know Jones has, you know, a a lot of years left and a lot of carries left to stay at the pace that Brown did for his whole career. But it's rather remarkable that he's even in that discussion right now. Right. With, with a guy like Jim Brown after, you know, after just his four years in the league, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, Gary, he, he, he changes the changes, the dynamic changes, the field tilts the field for green Bay as much as almost anybody on that team, other than, than the quarterback, obviously. And, uh, Boy, I'm telling you what, you're not a better football team if he's in a different uniform.
0: Yeah, you, you made a great point before about, you know, Tampa Bay and the great teams keep their great players, you know? I mean, you look at Tampa Bay this year, they tagged Godwin, correct? Correct. And now they're keeping Levante David. I mean, what does that tell you? I mean, the good teams are smart enough to say, hey, you got a great player, you keep him at all costs, basically.
1: You know, they, they weren't able to take Shaq Barrett and they're probably gonna use, lose him. I I thought they they really had a tough decision there between Godwin and Barrett in terms of the tag, right? I mean, if you if you look at how Tampa won that Super Bowl, I you know, I they were very good on offense in that game, clearly, but I thought their defense is what won them the Super Bowl. You know, that their mm-hmm. their defense is is what helped them route Green Bay thirty-eight to ten in the regular season. Their defense Help them get ahead of the Packers, 10 in the NFC Championship game. That that I might I might have put that tag Gary on Barrett, but again, you can't keep everybody. and And they're, when it's all said and done, Gary, they're going to bring back twenty out of twenty two starters, you know, in Tampa or something like that. Yeah, yeah. and I mean they're, they're going to bring that whole band back together. and And I can promise you, there's going to be two, three, four players sitting on the street in June that are pretty high level quality players that are going to say, I want to go play with Tom Brady and they're going to go play for the exactly. veteran minimum, and they're exactly. going to show up down there in Tampa as well. So, you know, I, like you said, they're, they're going to keep most of these guys losing Barrett is tough. It's going to be a blow to that defense, but um, yeah, Tampa's, Tampa's going to be every bit as good a year from now, maybe even better Gary, when they're in year two of, you know, the Brady Aryan system together, you saw how much better they got the second half of this year when Brady and, and Arians kind of got on the same page with a lot of things. Um, so yeah, I mean, if, if, if they bring back the overwhelming majority of that team, um, you know, green Bay is going to have to do the same and absolutely knock it out of the park Gary, in the draft, right. To, to find a way to, to, to pass Tampa Bay, because I don't think they're going to do it in, in free agency. And, you know, we haven't even touched yet on, on Corey Lindsley and Kevin King, other needs green Bay is going to have when the draft gets here. guys, they're going to lose. Um, green Bay is going to take, more body blows here through free agency than Tampa Bay is without a doubt.
0: You know, uh, in, in my humble opinion, if they let Jones go and they retain Preston Smith, <laughs> I think it would be a major repeat, major mistake. I mean, if you're going to keep Preston Smith, it, it doesn't make any sense. And then the other thing, too, tying this into the uh, Aaron Jones situation, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, and they, they come to me and say, hey, let's renegotiate. Well, I'll tell you what, if Aaron Jones is going to go, I'm not renegotiating. You know, they, they did not help him in the draft last year by, by drafting a quarterback, drafting a backup running back. And here would be another blow to Rodgers. I'd say, forget about it, you know. <laughs> this isn't a, an organization that uh, is committed to winning.
1: Gary, you, you remember the entire narrative last off season was the Packer front office is not giving Aaron Rodgers enough help. Right. Right. They, they, they took some hits in, in free agency, Blake Martinez, Brian Balaga last year. They, they certainly didn't replace them with nearly as high level of a player when they went and signed Kirksey and Wagner to kind of fill those needs. And the entire draft was, was predicated on the future, you know, 2022, 2023 with love and Dylan and, and guys like that. And they never touched a wide out in free agency or the draft. We're not there yet, Gary, but we're starting to trend toward that same narrative again, right? I mean, if yeah. Jones leaves, Lindsley leaves, King leaves, they don't have money to do a whole lot. We're going to be back to that exact same storyline. Have they given Aaron Rodgers enough? Have they given him enough help and, and players around him? And uh, right now, I mean, it, it's starting to look like the answer to that question is going to wind up being no again for the second year in a row. Gary, I just found that stat I was, I was looking for Okay. Now, now, now now chew on this. This is actually, this is remarkable. Jones and Jim Brown, right? Jim Brown, arguably arguably the greatest running back in the history of the National Football League. Um, The only two players in league history to run for more than 3,000 yards, score 35 touchdowns, and average more than five yards per carry in their first four seasons. So we're talking Jim Brown probably did that what, Gary, fifty-five years ago? You know, uh, early, yeah, in right? the
0: early sixties, obviously.
1: You know, let's let's say he did that from oh give or take sixty-one to sixty-four. We're talking talking fifty-five years between him and Aaron Jones. Think how many running backs have come through the league, Gary, in you know, more than half of a century before somebody has matched those numbers that Jim Brown put up. And, 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 oh, that, and here we my are. Balling. Yeah, it's my Aaron Jones is in that category. I just, I, Gary, personally, I just can't understand the camp uh, who says, don't pay a running back, let the guy go. And, and, and it is amazing, Gary. There's a ton of Packer Nation out there that says, well, they can't afford them, let him go. You find a way to afford somebody like Aaron Jones. It's just, to me, Gary, it's it's a no-brainer. It's it's like saying, oh, you know, a handful of years ago when they redid Rodgers, they didn't have enough money to repay Rodgers. Just let him go. You don't let quality players like this get out of the building.
0: Yeah, no, no, I'm definitely on the same page with you. I mean, again, if I'm Aaron Rodgers and, uh, you know, they let Aaron Jones walk, I'm not renegotiating. To me, it's not a commitment to winning. You know, and, and two years in a row, I mean, how much can a guy take? I mean, Tom Brady wants something. Tom Brady gets it, right? Um, you know, I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers should, but he's pretty darn close in in, in that category. So, hey, let's, let's move on to a, a couple other Packers. Uh, Corey Lindsley, Kevin King in particular. Um, I talked to an AFC executive. Uh, in fact, it was last night. And he has been looking at different uh, free agents uh, for his team and he looked at Lindsley and this is kind of surprising. He said he wasn't overly impressed. He thought he was a good player, but not a great player. And uh, he said he would definitely not break the bank for the guy. And uh, he also felt that, you know, you could find a, a capable replacement for him either in the draft or free agency. So your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of tend to agree with that. I I think the guy's terrific, and, he, and he's really been undervalued and underappreciated in Green Bay, Gary. I think he's 29 or 30. He, he, he's had the chronic back issues. Those don't go away. Those don't get better. Green Bay has had more success, more hits than misses, certainly. You know, letting some of these offensive linemen as they approach 30 or are into their 30s walk out the door rather than give them that third contract, right? The, the T.J. Langs, the Josh Sittons, the Marco Rivera's, the Mike Walls, the Brian Bulagas. For the most part, this has worked out well for Green Bay. They, they have options in the building. Um, you know, they, they could slide Jenkins over to center. They could slide Lucas Patrick over to center and and go that route. They, they could draft a young center. I think, Gary, when it's all said and done, they're going to bring Lane Taylor back on the cheap, Yes. and let him fight for a job um, in, in this, you know, it, I know he's missed the last two seasons due to injury, but they're going to give him a chance, I think to, you know, to, to win a starting guard job next year. And, uh, you know, you can only pay so many guys up front, right. They're paying Billy Turner a ton of money. They obviously broke the bank for Bakhtiari. They're going to have to pay Jenkins here down the road. Um, right. I don't, I don't have any huge issues with, with them letting Corey Lindsley get away it's unfortunate it's the nature of the beast I think Lindsley's much like Aaron Jones Gary I I think he's just as good uh, in the locker room as he is on the field I, I think he's an unbelievably high quality human being he was the Packers man of the year which doesn't come lightly that award but there comes a point in time right where a guy just becomes too expensive for you and and that's not a bad thing that that means you got you know, six, seven, really high level years out of a guy, which they did on a Lindsley, you know, a mid round draft pick back in 2014, who would have ever thought he, you know, would rise to this level of being dis- discussed among the top two or three centers in football. That's what he is, Gary. Um, at, at least right now, but um, green Bay, probably just the way their, their structure is can't pay a center that kind of money. And they're going to have to go on the cheap at that position.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, if they look for a center in the draft, I don't think they have to look too far. Uh, The other day I had a chance to uh, see the pro day workout for Quinn Miners from UW-Whitewater. And I'll tell you what, this kid was very, very impressive. Uh, Scouts from all 32 teams were in attendance at uh, UW-Whitewater. And get this, Rob, this guy weighs 320 pounds, right? You know what his vertical was? <laughs> you want to take a stab? I mean, you know, I
1: haven't looked yet, Gary. I'm going to guess 36, 34. Yeah, it
0: was 32
1: for us. Okay, that's totally good.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's some NBA players that barely get over 32, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, and then on top of it, uh, get this, he ran the 40 in 4.96. Okay? Wow. Uh, again, I talked to some people yesterday uh, who were at the camp. He has been projected anywheres from like, you know, sixth, seventh round. One guy told me yesterday he had him in his top 75. Now, Crazy. If, if that's true, that's Packer territory. And if they let Lindsley go, I, I think they need to uh, take a hard look at that kid.
1: No, that that that's really interesting, Gary. And, and a good perspective, especially because you were there firsthand, I you know, I remember when Joe Thomas broke five seconds. You know, the the great left yeah. tackle from Brookfield Central in Wisconsin. He he ran about a four nine three at the combine. You know, back in the day, and, and people went bongos about that. When an offensive lineman Gary can break five flat, it's a it, it's a rarity. You know, especially a man that size, like you said, at at, at three twenty. You don't you don't see that every day. Um, it would be a lot, clearly, to ask a rookie to jump in there and play, which is, you know, for Green Bay, the nice thing is they've got a couple of in-house options, right? Mm-hmm. Jenkins has played center in the past. Lucas Lucas Patrick has played center in the past. You know, they've got some options then, obviously. Like I said, if they bring Lane Taylor back or Runyon, they're going to have 10 draft picks too, Gary, you know, where they can go address this offensive line. Um, the the line's not going to fall off dramatically without Corey Lindsley. It didn't without Brian Bulag. It actually got better this year um until Bakhtiari was injured the key for that line as we look ahead to 2021 is when does Bakhtiari return right is mm-hmm. it is he available in September is he not available until November because let's not forget I mean that was what was that right around Christmas time when he when he blew up the knee so is, I don't think that- he
0: plays Robin that that's my early get
1: you don't think he plays the whole season yep that's really interesting. I mean, I mean, that would be a long rehab, Gary, for an ACL. Most of these guys can get back in, you know, 10, 11 months, something yeah. like that, which, which would put him, you know, mid-season. But how are you going to survive the first six or eight games if that's the case, Gary? Are, are you doing it again now with, with Billy Turner at left tackle? Because, you know, Tampa Bay certainly showed us in the NFC Championship game that that's not a great long-term solution. You might be able to get by on certain weeks, right. Against teams with, you know, subpar pass rush- rushes, you know, like, like the Houston's or the lions of the world or something like that. When when you see a top 10 defense though, and you've got Billy Turner at left tackle that that's probably not ideal. So no, Gary, no. they're, they're going to have five, six positional needs in this draft that you could, you could say are going to be huge needs, and, and offensive line is certainly going to be one of them as, as we look ahead. So You know, what, what whether they go a, a, a guy like it's like you said, and just go with a center, whether they, they they love to go tackles, Gary, that can bounce around the line then and play various positions, it, it's going to be interesting. But, but I would almost guarantee out of those draft picks they have, they're going to wind up using a couple on the O-line.
0: Yeah. You know, the thing with those ACLs, if you aren't careful, you're going to tear them again. Yep. And, and the you know, if he, he was a guard or a, or a center, I'd be less skeptical. But when you're out on the edge and you have to rely on your versatility and guys, you know, coming at you so strong, that puts a lot of stress on the knee. And, uh, you know, yeah, he could be back by, you know, mid November. But uh, again, if I'm the Packers and he's that valuable, I'm not going to risk it.
1: No, you are on the side of caution, and you know Adrian Peterson, the great running back from Minnesota, kind of changed how everybody looked at ACLs right. when he made it back in what six months or whatever that was, eight or ten years ago. Gary, mm-hmm. um, he he's an all-time freak. I mean, he 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 clearly is different than everybody else. Um, you know how doctors often talked about how Brett Favre had had longer ligaments than other guys and that that's why he was he he avoided injuries so many different times because his ligaments were longer and stronger than the average player adrian peterson was in that same kind of boat gary and 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 for anybody to think you know that that a guy can make it back in six eight months these days that's that's crazy optimism crazy optimistic thinking it's it's, it's more of, you know, a 9- to 12-month month injury, which, mm-hmm. again, puts Bakhtiari probably at midseason yeah. at best. And the Packers are obviously going to be tight-lipped on that as, as long as possible. But but I'm with you, Gary. I, I would be very surprised if he's on the field when the season starts, which which yeah. might mean then that you need to go left tackle when that 29th pick comes up uh, next month for the Packers.
0: Well, you and I are going to have a, a podcast you know, a week prior to the – draft and that's going to be equally as fascinating uh, yeah let's move on to uh, Kevin King and I know you and I have a a difference of opinion here Uh, (laughs) although
1: after
0: after talking to a scout the other day uh, I might be coming around to your thinking (laughs) he did a lot of film work on King when he came out and he had some reservations he he thought he had a chance to be a pretty decent cornerback but the, the term he used was frail, and he certainly is. He's not a very big guy. Uh, how much do you think he weighs? I mean, can't be a lot. Uh, um, you, you, I'd
1: guess like 185, Gary, is yeah. a fair guess. Yeah, somewhere in there. The, I mean, which a guy at 6'3", that, you're right, that's not very much. They'll list him higher than that. But yeah. yes, he, he's extremely frail.
0: And then I asked him, you know, what kind of interest there would be, you know, in free agency for him. And again, he said, not much. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, you're, you're starting to win me over, Rob. <laughs> What's your feeling? Do you think just, hey, let him walk and, and go from there?
1: Oh, Gary, I I think without question, we're talking about what's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. They've, they've had four seasons with Kevin King. I think he's played in 40 career games, Gary, which, which is 10 a year, which means he's missing six a season. He's been unbelievably injury prone this deep in his career, Gary, for him to still be making the same mistakes that he did in that NFC championship game against Tampa Bay was, was crazy. And I know he was dinged up that, that week, but Gary, he's dinged up all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. That You know, the NFC championship game wasn't any different than week four when he when he's dinged up with with something. So so he's so he's been injury prone a- as a young player, Gary, he's he's not going to get healthier. Right. Moving forward. His, his injury history is only going to get worse or, you know, his his injuries moving forward are only going to be worse, at least traditionally. History tells us that, um, he, you know, he's been injury prone as a young player. It's not going to get better as he ages here. Um, I just, I I think it would be a tough sell to the fan base, Gary, which again, I think Gutekunst doesn't care that much about that and he wants to block it out, but, but after what happened in that Tampa Bay game and the NFC title game, Gary, it's, it's a tough sell to bring a guy like that back, not just to the fan base, Gary, but I'm sure to a lot of people in house. And that might've been the last straw too, for Brian Gutekunst, if, you know, if he was on the bubble, remember that was a Ted Thompson pick, not a Brian Gutekunst pick, so you add everything up, Gary. I mean, I think they'll go corner high. And, you know, they have the 29th pick in the first round. They'll, they'll find a quality player there if they want to go corner. Um, it, it would probably be a lot to ask that guy to step in and play opposite of Jair Alexander right away. So they can probably find a veteran on the street at a, at a good price. I mean, a guy yesterday, you know, like Malcolm Butler was released by, by Tennessee. Players like that, Gary, are going to wind up on the street just because of all these teams having the salary cap issues, you know, where you're going to, you know, you're going to find really good players on the street in June. They can probably get by for a year with a stopgap kind of a player there draft a young guy, put him maybe as, as the third corner, maybe, maybe that guy becomes the slot corner, because I, I think a lot of people saw enough of Sullivan, you know, last year. And certainly in that Tampa Bay game, when Brady ate him alive too, that Sullivan and King both really aren't the answers. And You know, Gary, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And they've got to find a way to get better at those two positions, I think to win the NFC championship and, and bringing Kevin King back doesn't get you any better.
0: All right. And uh, let's say hypothetically that they did go the stopgap route. Would you be in favor of Richard Sherman or Patrick uh, Peterson?
1: Again, Gary, those guys, maybe it's just because of name and reputation, Mm -hmm. they might make too much money. I mean, We'll we'll see where Green Bay is salary cap wise when when this when this kind of all shakes out and and I still am, I, I'm I'm pretty convinced of this Gary what Brian Gutekunst is going to do right we're talking the caps at 182.5 I think he's going to work work as many angles as possible Gary and, and let's say he's going to try to get the Packers number down in that oh 165 to 170 range okay mm-hmm. in terms of that's their cap number. So now he's got give or take $15 million to spend. I think he's going to go make a splash or two. I I still do when, when this is all said and done, you know, whether that means a couple of restructures, a couple of cuts, like a Preston Smith or a Lowry um, or people like that. Um, no, I, I, I I'm not huge on those two corners, Gary. I'd be more sold on a guy like Malcolm Butler, you know, who certainly had his best days in new England and wasn't the same player once he went to Tennessee, but I, You know, I I think a guy like that you might have a chance to win with. Again, there are going to be, you know, 10 reasonable corners sitting on the street that you can probably go ahead and sign for a million and a half, $2 million. See, I think maybe it's pride. Maybe it's the number of Pro Bowls they've played in, you know, just their history of being elite players. You won't get a guy like Richard Sherman or Patrick Peterson at that price tag, Gary. I think you can find a guy just as good probably for half or a third of the price when it, when this thing all shakes out and then draft yourself a young guy. But I don't think I would overpay. And I think at the end of the day, you will overpay for, for a guy like a Sherman or a Peterson probably based Gary, just on name.
0: Yeah, no, no. I, 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 again, I agree with you to me though. You know, everybody talks about, you know, getting Aaron Jones back to the Packer fold, which, which I agree. But I think addressing that uh, cornerback spot is almost as important because uh, to me, it's like the most important positions on the defense are, are your corners. If you don't have good corners, you're, you're, you're looking for trouble. Um, you know, there's some guys out there, William Jackson of the Bengals, you know, Troy Hill of the Rams, Chargers, Michael Davis. Those are good guys, but I, I'm not sure how much of an upgrade that would be, but I'll tell you what, if they don't address that situation and they run into Tampa Bay again in the playoffs next year, (laughs) and you got Godwin and you got uh, uh, Mike Evans and you got Tom Brady, they're just going to pick that spot apart. It's going to be the same old, same old. So I I think this is a very, very uh, important uh, position to address.
1: You hit my guy though, Gary, with Troy Hill. and and I forgot to mention him earlier. He played for Joe Barry. Yeah. uh, With the Rams. I, I I think he, he, he's a player that that's ascending. He's getting better. I don't think you'd break the bank for him. I think he'd be an upgrade over King. Um, He'd be familiar with the scheme. He and he and uh, Jair together and you draft a young guy uh, certainly in the, in round one or two, which is what they're going to have to do. I think your secondary becomes better. Gary, you hit the key elements to a defense and th- there's no question about it. It's pass rushers and it's corners that that that's just today's football. Um, people went nuts the last you know handful of years with whether it was capers or petting, you know, if, if teams averaged four and a half, five yards rushing against green Bay, people went nuts about the run defense, but the key to anything now in today's NFL, Gary is pass defense. You've got to get after the quarterback and you've got to be good on the edges. Green Bay's unbelievably good on one of those edges with Alexander. They've got to find that second corner. Uh, I, I would, I would be all for Troy Hill. I watched him in six or eight games last year. Like I said, he, he's really a quality player and a sending guy. And I don't think you'd have to break the bank. And I think he'd be, he'd be a nice upgrade from Kevin King.
0: All right. Uh, a couple other free agents. I want to talk about real quickly here. Jamal Williams stays or goes.
1: I think no matter what happens with Aaron Jones, Jamal is gone. He's too similar to AJ Dillon. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think you need to change a pace if you're going to turn things over to Dillon and Gary, I'm, I'm guessing that's the direction they go. So there, there's either going to be a combination of Jones and Dillon or Dillon and a younger guy who I think, you know, mm-hmm. is is probably a little bit smaller, a little bit shiftier um, than a guy like Jamal Williams. A ton of positives with Jamal Williams. He's going to make another organization happy. He's never fumbled the football, Gary. Um, he's terrific on third down and pass pro. He's going to get what you block for him. He's not going to do a lot on his own. He's going to be 3 per you know per carry through the course of a season. He's not going to have a lot of explosive runs, Gary. You know where he's twenty plus and things like that. But uh, you know his ha- his hands are better than advertised. He's, uh, you know, he's terrific in the locker room. He's a really good guy, but but again, Gary, to, to answer your initial question, I, I do think he's gone because I think the Packers, the Packers are looking for a little bit of a change of pace if they turn this thing over to Dylan.
0: So the uh, Miami Dolphins sign Aaron Jones. The Miami Dolphins sign Jamal Williams.
1: <laughs> and the Miami Dolphins. And the Miami. To Dolphins. Miami. <laughs> And the Miami Dolphins win 12 football games.
0: <laughs> probably, probably. Well, hey, uh, they,
1: were, they, they were dreadful at that position last year, Gary, and they, they've got some really nice young pieces on that team. Those, those two running backs together, I, I would guarantee, are going to jump them up at least a couple of wins.
0: Okay, so we talked about Jones. We talked about Lindsley. We talked about Kevin King, uh, Jamal Williams. Is there anybody else? at least from your perspective, that the Packers have to keep from a free agency standpoint?
1: No, I mean, Gary, there's nobody they have to keep. I mean, the other big names, uh, it, you know, that are out there, you know, for them and, and big is certainly subjective here, you know, would be Montrevious Adams, a guy who's never really reached his full potential. But but again, you could bring him back on the cheap, Gary. No, nobody's going to pay Montravius Adams, you know he knows the system. He was getting a little bit better. You can probably get him at a reasonable rate, but you can also draft a young guy to even cheaper and try to develop him. Everybody in that building raves and is in love with Mercedes Lewis as being this great chemistry locker room um, leader type of a player. You know, um, I I just don't see it, Gary, from the financial standpoint. He's going to have to. You know, he's, he's going to get a little bit more because he's been in the league. um. You know, it's 15 years now. I, I I think it's probably time to move on from Mercedes Lewis and, 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 and give more snaps to your guy Sternberger than, than they have in the past. And
0: I'm and, glad you and, caught and roll. that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, 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 and roll here with Tanya and and, yeah. and, and again, probably draft a young guy and try to develop. They've, They've, they're going to have, you know, they're going to have a surplus of draft picks here. They're going to have ten, I think, is my guess. The way, you know, when, once they, uh, you know, get assigned the the picks they received last year, right, from Blake Martinez and Belaga and the other guys that have left. So um those supplemental picks are going to add up for him, Gary, and they're going to they're going to be able to play around a little bit when the draft comes to and and maybe move up or down and and do a lot of things when when the draft does get here. But but though you've kind of hit on all the key guys. I mean it. It, it, it's top heavy there with Jones and Lindsley and mm-hmm. um, a couple of guys you hate to see go, but it looks like are going to go. King's not a great loss. Jamal Williams, you'll find his replacement in the draft. And, you know, Montrevious Adams, Mercedes Lewis, again, you'll find those guys in rounds five to seven.
0: Okay. Let's say uh, the Pat- Packers magically come up with a- enough money to actually lure a significant free agent. Let me throw some names at you, just in the wide receiving core, okay? Okay. Juju Smith-Schuster, Kenny Galladay, Corey Davis, Will Fuller—I should I should say—we've talked about him enough. And yep. Marvin Jones. Which of those guys would you take?
1: Oh, Galladay by a mile. By a mile. Wow. By a mile. Not not even close. Right? Okay. No. No. Um, Galladay's a Galladay is a monster. I think he's going to end up in New England as they retool that thing. I, I think he's going to be, uh, I think he's going to be with Belichick next year. Juju, I'm not in love with by any means. He's really dropped off the last year or two, Gary. Fuller's a one-trick pony. He just runs vertical, but he does catch the ball better than MVS. Um, who are the other ones you mentioned?
0: Well, a guy that's been linked to him already is Corey Davis. Yeah. And and you know what? He's a Titan, and he got that connection with uh, – the head coach in green bay um he was a high draft pick too so i mean pick
1: that, in the draft gary
0: so i mean yeah so i mean you know that obviously the guy has talent or certainly a lot of potential he had a pretty good season as well uh the other guy was mervin jones
1: yeah davis is interesting i mean he like you said he he did have that year with Lafleur, but Gary, you know, he was the number five pick in a draft yeah, and yeah. I think it was the 2016 draft and up until this year, you you would call him a, a total disappointment. He mm-hmm. was better this year. But again, are, are you going to give him are you going to give him big boy money? I I don't know when when again, you're still over the cap. Now, again, in our scenario here, they you know, the Packers are in a position to to spend 10 or 15 million on a guy. I don't know that I would do it at wide out, Gary. I, I just, I think they've got greater needs to be honest with you. When yeah, you look absolutely.
0: at, it, no it, question, you know,
1: they, they still finished first, you know, it, it was a much maligned receiving core, right. It was Devante Adams and a whole lot of nothing to, yeah. in, in the eyes of many. And they still led the league in scoring right at, you know, 30, 31, 31 and a half points a game, whatever it wound up being. They were, you know, I think they were fifth in total offense, ninth in passing. So, You know, even with that, again, I mentioned Funchess at the start of the show, Gary, I don't know if he can help much. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if he's just a a second version these days of Alan Lazard because they're very similar players, size, speed, all those kind of things. He's in essence missed the last two years. He only played a year or I'm sorry, one game in 2019 when he was with the Colts. Um, He had that broken collarbone sat out this last season. So you're really, you know, when Funches comes back, Gary, he he really hasn't had meaningful football since 2018. So I don't know how much, you know, he's going to potentially help them. They've avoided that position in the draft, but um, just their history, Gary, I don't think they're going to invest heavily in a wide receiver in free agency. I'd be stunned if that wound up happening. You know, if they find a way Gary to get themselves to 10 or 15 million under the cap, I think it's going to corner or defensive line.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, no arguments there. What, what I don't understand, Rob, is why did they even keep Funches? Why, why didn't they just flat out cut him?
1: I, I don't understand it either. They clearly see something in the player there, Gary, that they like, and and they got him on the cheap. I mean, it, it, he's not going to kill him against the cap, and um, you know, I I think I think his final number will be one and a half or something like that. I mean, it, it it's not going to be. It's not yeah. going to be terrible from an accounting standpoint. And, and clearly Guttekun saw something he liked to sign him in the first place. He, he you know, he, he still likes him enough to bring him back and, and give him another shot. And Gary, if things don't work out, they can certainly cut him in August. And it won't, you know, and, and then he's off the books altogether and it frees up that See, they, they won't be on the hook for anything, you know, in, in that contract. So I think they at least want to give him a look, through a training camp and they just weren't ready to cut the cord quite yet.
0: Yeah. I mean, to me, he's just another mediocre player.
1: <laughs>
0: and mediocre, mediocrity doesn't cut it anymore in green Bay. So, um, and, and especially in a penny pinching green Bay. So, Hey, uh, before we wrap this up, anything else you want to, uh, add about free agency, anything we didn't cover, uh, Anything that you're looking for? I mean, there's still a lot of good players out there. Do you expect any of those teams to really make some big splashes?
1: Yeah, Gary, I, I think the next seven to ten days are going to be, you know, you and I are, are taping this on, on on, what is it, the 10th of March. The new league year starts the 17th. The tampering period actually starts the 15th. They call it the legal tampering period, which – which I think is the funniest you know, term of all time. And then the league starts, the new league year starts on the 17th, 10 days from now, Gary, the league's going to look dramatically different. Um, you know, there was one front office executive Gary last week that said there's going to be a massacre coming. There was another one. I, I, I think it was one of the bidwells maybe in Arizona who said 10 days or a month from now, There is gonna be such a colossal shift of talent across the league. Um, It's just gonna blow everybody's mind. I know a lot of eyes are gonna be on March Madness over the next few weeks, Gary, but NFL free agency is gonna be wilder than it it has ever been. This this next five to seven days, when all these teams have to get down to their cap number is gonna be remarkably wild to watch. Um, This is gonna be almost as interesting, Gary, this next week or so in itself. Everything that happens in the next 10 days, Gary, is going to shape where, you know, we're going to get back for our next podcast, Gary, and and you and I, you and I could rank the teams today and we could have completely different rankings 10 days from now, because there's going to be such, such a shift and so much movement across the league. I mean, my, my top five in the league today could be com- completely different a week and a half from now. Because there are going to be three or four teams. We've mentioned the Patriots a couple of times with the money they have to play with. Um, you know, the Colts, Gary, have forty million dollars to play with. There are some really good football teams. They're going to make incredible splashes, Gary, and uh, really change the power. and And I'm I'm just fascinated by how this is going to play out over the next week or two.
0: Oh, absolutely. Hey, to recap, so you're saying Aaron Jones is gone, right?
1: Aaron Jones is gone. My prediction is Miami.
0: Okay. And you're predicting Lindsley is gone.
1: Corey Lindsley, San Diego. I still call him San Diego.
0: <laughs> and I, I, need ask, <laughs> and I need not ask you about Kevin King.
1: <laughs> Kevin King, Taco Bell.
0: <laughs> oh, you're brutal.
1: <laughs> I'm rough. I know. I'm sorry, Gary.
0: <laughs> uh, so anyways, well, I'll tell you what, Rob, you're the best. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed this podcast again. And uh, definitely looking forward to our uh, next get-together here in a couple weeks. And uh, I want to thank all the listeners as well. Take care and all the best. For more sports news,
1: check back every Tuesday for our latest show. You can also follow Gary on Twitter at GaryWuffle and WooflesPressBox.com.